Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash, I don't work here, lady, where OP gets mistaken for a prostitute. Our next Reddit post is from Crepe Suzette. A couple of years ago, I worked at McDonald's. Anyways, I worked for them for six grueling years. In those six years, I've got hundreds of stories, but this one stays with me since it was the first one to happen right after I quit. First off, my reason for quitting was that they wouldn't accommodate my one simple request to let me leave through an alternate exit due to my abusive ex waiting for me in their lobby every day. Every day I came into work in an Uber to avoid walking into him, and every day he'd come in, order something, and sit for hours, staring and glaring at me until my shift would end. He would then follow me outside the door and try to harass me while I'd get into an Uber, only to show up at my apartment to keep threatening me or break my windows. I begged them for a solid month to just let me leave through another door to get a head start to my ride, and every single time I'd get some BS answer and they'd tell me I was overreacting. I basically got sick of constantly wondering which day would be the day he'd come in there with a gun, and I told my supervisor if she wouldn't let me leave through an alternate exit, then I'd quit. She laughed in my face. Let's call her Mary. About a week later, I left a nice resignation letter to my big boss, who totally understood, and after dealing with employment, I got this phone call. So, when are you coming in, OP? Because you've been gone about a week and we're short-staffed. I know the other bosses let you do whatever you like, but I'm putting my foot down, girl. You better be here in 45 minutes or you're fired. Uh, remember the last time I worked with you? Yeah, over a week ago, boo. You can't keep playing these games, girl. This isn't cute. Your little boyfriend hasn't been here either, so you can calm down now. Yeah, no. I told you that since you couldn't accommodate my one request, I would quit. I'm even collecting unemployment already. So, are you coming in or not? Because if you're not, I'm writing you up and I'll make sure you never work here again. Mary, I don't work for you. I quit. I quit and I'm literally collecting unemployment as we speak. What don't you understand? You had 30 minutes. Fine, I'll be there. Obviously, I didn't go in, but I did block Mary's number and had the time of my life greeting random coworkers she would send to my house to try to bring me into work. She was nuts. My coworkers just got a kick out of getting paid to walk 45 minutes to my house and chill. My ex was taken care of legally and eventually I moved away, but memories of that conversation always remind me of this subreddit. OP, it seems like you lost your ex-boyfriend as a stalker, but then picked up your ex-manager as a stalker. Our next Reddit post is from Throwaway. Here's some important background on me. I'm a British national who's been working in another country for a couple of years. I haven't been at home at all during this time, so this year I saved up my vacation, okayed it with my bosses, and decided to use it all on coming home from now until the new year. My flight touched down mid-afternoon yesterday at a big international airport. I had opted to hire a car to use since I'm planning a couple of day trips to visit friends who now live across the country. It just so happened that the company I was going with had an empty-to-empty fuel policy. There was just enough fuel in the car to get you to the nearest petrol station, and you didn't have to bring it back with any specific amount of fuel in the tank. This all begins at the petrol station about five minutes down the road from the car rental place. I feel like this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone reading this, but in the UK, in general, we fill up our own petrol tanks. Having paid employees to pump your petrol for you is not a thing here. If you go into really rural areas with no other petrol station for miles around, you might get a hand from the one member on staff there, but that's it. The same thing is true for the country where I work, also. You mostly pay over the counter in the shop connected to the station. 
but for some of the chain petrol stations, you can pay at the pump itself via a pin machine. It just so happens that this petrol station in question had the pay at pump option. The queue for paying at the counter was massive, so when I pulled in, I decided to pay at the pump. There was a bit of a wait to get a free pump, and while waiting, I noticed that a car just turning into the petrol station was a rental car by the same company as mine. At the time, it was just a random thing that I noticed, but I didn't realize that I would be front and center in their crosshairs. I eventually pulled into an empty space, got out of the car, and started filling up. I finish and reach into my pocket to get my car out to pay when there's a tap on my shoulder. I look over, and standing there is, I would guess, a mid-30s woman looking angry. I should note that I myself was a woman in my late 20s, and I was wearing my jogging bottoms and university hoodie that I traveled in. So, definitely no discernible uniform at all. The lady who tapped my shoulder was an American. Finally, someone appears. Can you tell these other cars to move so we can get into this space next? Um, no. They were here before you. But they're not with the car rental company. You are because your car says so. Get them to move and then get to pumping my gas. I'm not employed by anyone. I just rented this car. Also, no one's going to put any petrol in your car other than yourself. At this point, I turned away from her so I could pay, and she did not like that. She pulled my arm away from the screen. I don't want petrol. The fact that she was trying to make fun of my accent was just odd. I want gas. We were told to fill up here, and if you don't do it, I will drag you to that office and watch you get fired. Obviously, because she was on the verge of shrieking at me and created a scene, a member of the gas station staff came over and asked what was happening. I was going to politely explain that the woman seemed to be a little bit confused over what she'd been told by the car hire company, but she gets in there first. This employee of your partner firm, car hire company, is terrible. She's refusing to pump my gas. The staff member asked me, Do you work for the car rental company? No, I just rented this car and I needed to fill it up, and now I need to pay. No, she worked for them. Look at the stickers on her car. For clarity, those are the same stickers on every rental car. Madam, I don't think this lady works for the car rental company. I think we just need to let her move on so she can leave and we can keep everyone moving. Also, we don't even have any contracts with that car rental company. At this point, there are about eight cars parked behind the car that she was in, since the driver hadn't thought to move it into one of the now many free spaces next to the pumps. However, this American lady seemed oblivious to this. I want someone to fill up my car now. I don't care if you fill it up with petrol and not gas. You're all lucky that I don't film this and stick it on Facebook so you all get shamed and fired. The gas station attendant spoke up. You're in the wrong country if you think people are going to do that for you. Please tell the driver of your car to move or we'll have to have your car towed for an illegal obstruction. She eventually signaled for the driver to move into a space to the wonderful sound of British sarcastic cheers. It's good to be home. While the staff member apologized profusely for what had happened and offered me anything in the shop on the house, I went home with a tank full of petrol, a deluxe chicken sandwich, and a good story to tell my family. That probably wasn't the welcome to the UK that this American woman expected, but it was the one she deserved. So I might actually be able to offer a little bit of context on this story. I went to college in Virginia, and I met a girl there who was from, I think, New Jersey, but don't quote me on that. Anyways, in the state that she was from, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. So she had had other people pump her own gas for her entire life. And it literally wasn't until she came down to Virginia for college that she realized that most other people in America have to pump their own gas. 
So while that may come off as entitled, it might simply be a lack of exposure. Depending on where you live, some people might just have never pumped their own gas for their entire lives. In fact, it might not even occur to these people, much like the girl that I met in college, that most people do pump their own gas. So I have to wonder, maybe this American grew up in a place where people pump gas for you, and she just sort of assumed that that's how it worked everywhere, including in the UK. I mean, I'm not excusing her entitlement or her attitude because she was really rude. I'm just saying, maybe there's a logical explanation for why she thought this way. Our next Reddit post is from Tamara's Redditing. I was studying in the park by my house this afternoon when a cute guy around my age wearing a sweatshirt from my college sat down directly next to me. I thought that was kind of odd, especially during a global pandemic, so I kind of scooched in the other direction. But then he started talking and he was like, So, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Jose. All stuttery and not making eye contact or anything. I thought it was so sweet that he was this nervous to talk to me, so I took the bait and said, Oh, well, hi, I'm Tamira. And he says, Oh, that's a really pretty name. I never would have guessed that would be your name. There was a long, awkward pause as I tried to think what I could say in response to that, and he goes, So, uh, how about a walk around the park? I thought, wow, that's really gutsy to ask, but you know what? I kind of like that. So I said, sure. I packed up my books and off we went. I figured it was the middle of the day, surrounded by other people, so worst case scenario, I could always ditch him if things felt shady. So we were walking and he was making more nervous small talk. I was talking about my interests and my background, asking him about his. He was like, wow, I didn't expect you to actually tell me so much about yourself. I wasn't sure how to feel about that, but all right. He said, should I just, should I tell you a little more about me then? Because it's almost 3 p.m. I figured maybe he had somewhere to go by 3 p.m. and I'd missed him mentioning it. So I was like, sure, tell me everything I should know about you. I figured this whole experience up to this point was like a fairy tale or a sitcom, so I should just keep rolling with it. But then he said, maybe we should have this conversation at your place. Uh, I thought that him asking me, a total stranger, to stop what I was doing and take a walk with him was gutsy. But I thought that what he just said was sleazy at best. I kind of nervously chuckled as I looked for non-confrontational outs to the situation and said, <laughs> we're definitely not going back to my place. He says, oh, okay, sure, fine. I didn't mean where you live necessarily, I just meant the place, wherever it is we're going. I'm sure you've got everything all worked out. Anyways, I can start telling you, uh, about myself now, sure. He was kind of looking around to see if other people were listening and he goes, See, I'm really more of a butt kind of guy. I have a major spanking fetish. So if you've got any sort of short skirts or... At this point, I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Forget the non-confrontational exit. I instinctively went, stop. This conversation is over. And I turned and hightailed it to the nearest store. The guy is running after me going, wait, what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. The ad said that you were cool with kinks and stuff. I just thought, wow, I'm sorry. All right, that slowed me down. I'm thinking, did he just say ad? He stopped running near me now, catching his breath, and he said, Again, I'm so sorry, and look, this may not be the best time to ask this, but am I still going to be charged, like, for the full time, even if you're leaving? So it took a second to figure out, but to make a long story short, this poor guy was experiencing a touch of pandemic loneliness, so he went to hire a call girl off some personal sections online. 
She told him that she'd be there in the park wearing an identical graphic t-shirt to mine. And we apparently had very similar features because she described the same height, build, hair, and eye color as mine. Once we got everything worked out, he was especially apologetic and begged me not to speak of this encounter again in case we know anyone in common. I'm going to do my best to keep that promise. So instead, I'm posting about it under the cloak of internet anonymity because, oh my god, I just had to tell someone. I definitely didn't work there. Down in the comments, Java Malo says exactly what I was thinking. Why do you need a call girl? He just picked up some random college chick in the park and went on a date with her. The man just needs to try it again, without the butt stuff. That was our slash I don't work here lady, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.